So we have made it to 2022. It's weird. It. I don't think it's so weird. I think no? it's like no. Every year now, going when you make it to New Year's, it's like oh great that year that dumpster fire's over. I have a partner <laughs> in my day job, my day life, who's obsessed with calling it 2022, as in also. Oh no. Yeah, it's weird. Well, well, we'll look at a little bit of what's happened in 2021 before we move officially into 2022. I dig it. Welcome to the podcast, Neighbors Don't Knock. The show where two neighbors drop by for conversations that are fun, relevant, and downright hilarious. Join them and special guests in their mission to talk about anything and everything and laugh about it no matter what. Now, here's your hosts, Brian Chambers and Philip Goffrey. What's going on, guys? Neighbors Don't Knock, season four in the house. I know. Wow. I mean, <laughs> that was that was straight up like, don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. Like, oh, you what? got the you got the whole name I in did. there. It's the like, whole, like the whole, yeah. I didn't even abbreviate it. Most I, people abbreviate it. From our gen. <laughs> Let's not go that deep. <laughs> but yes, it's season four of Neighbors Don't Knock. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. We are good neighbors that drop by for good banter, laughs, uh, some relevant conversations, and we bring on guests to expand our neighborhood from all over. We do. We're good neighbors. We have good neighbors, which is also nice. Add yeah. a bonus. Yeah, well, well, do we have good neighbors? Well, I, I know. I'm a good neighbor. You're a good neighbor. Well, you're a good neighbor. I have all good neighbors. You're... Yeah, you have good neighbors. I don't have all good neighbors. I don't. We well, live in a big place. <laughs> they can't all. Maybe be it's good. just my fault. I, I'm not. I'm not reaching out, expanding my neighborhood like I should. I should yeah. take my own advice. It could be. It could be. It could be all on you, pal. <laughs> it, it, might it might be. be. I'm sure it is. Uh, but we want to thank you guys for coming. Make sure you check out past seasons, season one, two, or three. You can get wherever you listen to your podcast. We have a great slew of guests from those seasons, and this season, we are going to have an amazing lineup of guests as well. It's true. And we're upping our game with our YouTube channel. So we really need people to also be checking out every now and again, little snippets and videos that we'll be dropping. Check it out. Go and subscribe. Sprinkling. Smash that subscribe button. Boom. Oh, I started by it. saying it. I, I knew it. it's a new year. I thought we were going to leave that one in 2021. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about what we, what we have left Smashing and going to leave button. in 2021. <laughs> I, I, I will say this. I'm very, very happy that we've carried over our Woodford Reserve tradition in yes. 2022. How is it possible these guys have Cheers on that. I would say cheers on that cheers, one. Yeah. Buddy. Oh, that was, ooh, that was a nice that one. That was a nice one. That was a really good one. Crystal. I don't know. Yeah, Crystal. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> We're classy here. Very, very classy. Well, 2021, as every year it turns out to be from <laughs> since 2019, is just a dumpster fire. So we are moving on. It is. It's two in a row. Yet again. Two in a row. Two in a row. So yet again, we are moving on from another year, which most people would probably agree that was a dumpster fire. Uh, but there was a lot of things that happened. So we're going to talk about some of those events and iconic things that, because some big things actually went down. This a past few. year. Yeah, a few. There, there, and, there are a few. Yeah, exactly. And we're going to look at some uh, good stories that happen because if you can't laugh at the dumpster fire, I mean, what can you do, right? Do you prefer, so you prefer dumpster fire. I, I, I'm torn on this now because a lot of people down south, down here in Texas, if you can consider this the south, which is really, it's not like the dirty, dirty south. But the, it's still south of where the, I grew up, so it's dirty, all dirty, dirty south. Yeah, it's all kind of south. <laughs> but, but, but you, it's where you eat one bite with that chicken off the bone. 
Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Miami. You know? But so so you so you prefer dumpster fire as opposed to couch fire. Yes. I I don't and know. This is like a firefly lightning bug thing, right? Like it's 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 some people do the dumpster fire and some people do the couch I fire. I say well, I say fireflies. Uh, so so it, I grew up saying lightning bugs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe well maybe but I, then I, I saw, now now I can't remember now. Yeah, but then I saw that glorious sci-fi show Firefly, and then from that point forward I was calling them fireflies. But but okay, so so dumpster fire is your your choice for I guess so, and I I've heard that because I've heard it so much and maybe being down here, I and I can't say couch fire because I've my wife has now brainwashed me to say sofa. From now on, I don't say couch. Yeah, like sofa of flame. <laughs> so, quite, so, yeah. Is the French? It's, quite, it's Brian. It's, French. <laughs> it's Brian. Le croissant. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I just I find that interesting because I've never seen a dumpster on fire or a couch on fire until 2020, and I saw both multiple times. <laughs> well, I mean, so, think about it. it. It does make a little sense to me because if a dumpster were on fire, you wouldn't do anything. You just let it burn. This episode, we are going to talk about. Some things, some some great stories, and a couple of big events, and we're going to roll into that segment right now. And one of the first things I'm going to mention is the Meghan Markle, uh, Prince Harry interview by Oprah. Now, do you remember this? I mean, this I, I had to remember that this actually happened because it felt like years ago that this took place, but it was only 2021. Yeah, I do remember it. For me, it's very much like a red pill, blue pill thing for the Matrix, because if I could go back, I'd choose not to remember. Okay. So you don't really care. So you're not one of those uh, royal family followers where you have to know and remember exactly what happened. No, I, I'm not an Anglophile by any stretch of the imagination. It, it's not that I don't care, because I think that we are all forced to care. <laughs> So, I would love their to say, royalty. Yeah, I want to not care, <laughs> but no, I was I was made to care by the incessant news coverage of this whole thing. I, I think it's absurd. It makes me kind of angry. Oh uh, well, I mean, uh, well, okay. So why does it? Why does that make you angry? Why does it make me angry? It makes me angry for the same reason that it makes me angry when any celebrity, whether it be a, a performer or an athlete or somebody from the royal family gets up and decides to do a high profile interview to, you know, come clean about their struggle in given situation, please. It's a money grab. The whole thing was a blatant money grab. It's just, so to get the whole more fact and more famous, they're going to try to sell books and do more videos. So the whole fact that they broke family tradition that goes back hundreds of years, you know, I mean, no, I find that part sad, but that doesn't make me angry. That makes the queen angry. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't there's, want to angry a that. That is a little pissed off too. Yeah. I understand. I, I, I always forget how old she is, like 95 or something like that. She's, she's, yeah, just, but she's amazing. She's very, she's very Betty White of Europe, right? Because she's just pickled. Oh, and so. we don't want to say that. We don't want to say that. And we'll get into that. Well, no, but, why but Betty that. White lived her entire life eating hot dogs and vodka. And the queen, man, she's a genetic. Like she's, she's very much into her daily snip. I have a hard time believing the queen would eat hot dogs and vodka, drink vodka and eat hot dogs. No, she drinks gin and I'm sure they call hot dogs something else. <laughs> All right. So that happened. Oprah, it was, a, it's always a big deal though when Oprah interviews people. I, I mean, it really is. She's, she's, a, I think she's a very good journalist. I, I think that she asked very compelling questions and, and she was very point blank with this interview with them, which I thought was a more of a refreshing 
feel for an interview with a royal family member. And I think that's why it got so much traction. Okay, so so I, I won't disagree with you. I think that Oprah is very, very talented, and she's a very talented um, investigative journalist, as you point out, at this point. I don't think she started out that way. I think she evolved into that in her career, and I have quite a lot of respect for that. Oh, yeah, it's not it's not where you start, it's where you end up. Indeed. But do you not find it a little bit disturbing how revered she is? Like, we're talking about Oprah. We're Oprah. talking about Meghan Markle. No, no, no one reveres <laughs> Meghan Markle, please. No, <laughs> Oprah. Oprah. Is it, isn't it a little strange how how obsessed the country is with Oprah Winfrey? I, I think it's weird. I, I don't know. Maybe not to. I'm not obsessed with Oprah. Maybe that's why I don't really see that side of it. Yeah, fair I, enough. I, I think that she does a great job in the fact that her name is so big and she's such well, that's a thing. It's so and big she's an people, yeah. Influ in I'm I'm gonna stumble over my words here, but she's so influential that I say hopefully I said that right. So is, <laughs> so, so is Oprah like the the uh the like OG of the influencers? I mean that woman could be do any could do no wrong in almost anybody's eyes, I feel like. And and you're yeah, gonna scary. you're gonna hang on every word she's gonna say. So if she's gonna ask a question, even if it's a damning question or something that shouldn't be asked, it's okay because Oprah's asking it. Right. If she's like looking Meghan Markle right in the eyes and she's like, "What's it like being such an unbelievable loser and <laughs> out here just blatantly, blatantly trying to get?" More and more, and she fame can't get mad. You can't get belt. mad at Oprah for asking those questions. No, I don't think she quite phrased it that way. But <laughs> no, I would have. No, definitely that is your version like, in your. Head. What's it like being the ultimate social climber who then left? Oh yeah, royalty because it didn't pay you enough. Yeah. What's that like? Mm. All right, so that happened. Uh, you <laughs> so, know, you know whether you like, I like it. The rushing, like moving on. <laughs> that happened. All right, Goffrey, you're a little. Weird about We're going this, to the dark side on that one, but you know what? That's all right. That's I I like I like having I like that you have a different point of view on that one. That's okay. Uh, but obviously, it did happen. It was a big deal to some people. You know, I know a lot of people like drool over anything royal family. But again, it was a, a big interview for for Oprah to do. Oh, so strange. Um, but on something else, talking about having something so big happen that we weren't really expecting was the triumph of the hashtag free Britney movement. Oh my God. So, <laughs> I'm it's Britney bitch. You're trying to do me in, <laughs> in our first episode of the new year. What? Why are you so against free Britney? Are you against free Britney or you're against the movement? Okay. Let's clear Let's clarify this. I don't know if I don't. No, it's okay. I, if you don't care. Okay. Again, I was made to care. <laughs> It was just, it was just beaten into me and, until I semi cared. I, I cared a lot that it all ended. I'm really happy that we have some kind of. So you don't have to keep thing. seeing the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So she can be like, you know, running bare through, through public bathrooms all she wants and having babies, whatever she wants to do. Free Britney. It's but I mean, I, I think it was a big deal in the fact that you're looking at someone who had no control over her finances and her own. I mean, there was a lot of wrong in that. So I understand why the movement happened because she is an iconic pop star. Yeah, I should. I should Whether actually, you want to say that she's talented or not is irrelevant. No, I agree. I, I should actually probably clarify my position on this because I, I do need to uh, point out to our listeners and to you that I'm not quite as callous. It did seem after I did a little bit of diving into this when it became <laughs> something I could no longer ignore that 
yeah, she was being abused. And there, and there are people that are in these situations, uh, not commonly, obviously, but it's not unheard of for something like this to exist where they literally have no control and they, yeah. and they maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, yeah, it's horrible. I'm, I'm glad that she has more control over her life and her estate and all that. That's great. But I'm, I'm really, really also confused as to why. It was a movement. Yeah. There are so many things on the planet to be really passionate about. And, and the hashtag free Britney just isn't one on your high list. Is it, you know, or no high, judge, high no, up on your list, I should say. I'd say no judgment, but I'd be lying. Lots of judgment. No, it's not high up on that's my a, list. That's it's okay. It, we're, we're okay to judge. There I mean, there's things out there that I think are more important than worrying about, you know, whether or not somebody has their day in court because really yeah, our I, system served I, her well. I, so. I think it did. I mean, maybe even if it didn't at first and they had to go through different channels or whatever the, you, you know, like legal channels. Yeah. Like, like yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think that I, I'm glad of the, I'm happy for the outcome. I'm happy for her. I think it was wrong. All that. Did you wear your t-shirt? I, <laughs> I didn't get a t-shirt, no, but I, I think that's where I have a hard time grasping. Like what you're talking about. The, the public gets a hold of some of these things sometimes. And you know, you're having staged you know, protests in front of the courthouse. And, and, you know, as if I were Britney Spears or someone involved directly with that case, you're like, oh, yay, they're, they're rooting for me. It makes you feel good, which I, I guess maybe. Sure, that's great. And maybe somebody who is that big a fan and that attached, like someone like with the royal family, like we were talking about, that has invested emotionally, attached themselves to that situation that much. Hey, I, I say, Live your best life. Go for it. I'm definitely not. No, I agree. I mean, who I'm might definitely judge? not. Who might I judge? Right? You know what they say? They say Charlie's Throne. So who am I to judge? But to each their own. To each yeah, their own. To each their own. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I, I will say. But judge a little bit. I'm. We're gonna judge a little bit because to me, I, I, like you said, I agree with the fact that I think there are better things to be protesting and worrying about than, than, than Britney's legal issues, which we're gonna sort themselves out. Right. Anyway. So I'll pop up my soapbox here for a second, and I will say this about it. If anything, I would love it. This is very romantic, but I would love it if people who are all free Britney t-shirt, all this stuff would then say, congratulations, our legal system worked. I, I think that there are, I think there were people that, that did that. I, I think there really were, to I be honest. So, I Cause like hashtag freedom, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, no, I, I agree. I think there were people that did it. Now, I, I think that what happens is the spotlight immediately goes to the extremists that are just pretty much like, yay, Britney, bitch, you know? <laughs> that, <laughs> exactly. Off their clothes, freaking out, sparklets, I, snap lights. I, I'm just saying, I am happy that she got the outcome because I disagreed with all that, so I'm very happy for her. But again, it it's something, it's a movement that happened that I could never have predicted for the dumpster fire hey, of 2021. You know what? I'm with you. And there are a lot of bicycles with light up wheels that are glowing a little brighter in response yeah, to all of it. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Hit me, baby, one more time. All oh, right. You can't. Don't so, ever do that again. No. <laughs> oh, man. You know the lyrics. Oh, yeah. I, still, I, still, I still love Britney. I'm just oh. not that. I'm not, not that one of the crazies. No. Okay. Sure. I actually consider it brain damage. But <laughs> I, there's probably something a I little bit wrong. Sue. Hashtag Sue Britney. <laughs> There's probably something that she needs help with that she's struggling with, and just like everyone. And this moves into our last part of this segment. And we, it was really incredible to see a movement of mental health come out this past year in a big, big way. You know, I'll, I'll give that to you. I will. I will. Because you know, I've had many conversations and debates about this. And I think that I've come around to the side of, yeah, 
it, it's really good that a lot of people have sort of recognized the uh, the issues that are going on. Well, mental health, yeah, and they and they've drawn line in the, lines in the sand, right? That like, look, this is legit. Doesn't matter if you're an athlete, a celebrity, or Joe Schmo dealing with the depression that is the dumpster fire of COVID for two years now. Yeah, mental health issues are, are real. So Yeah, and we saw that in a big way when Simone Biles and Naomi Osaka uh, stopped literally competing in major events. I mean, Simone Biles was in the middle of the Olympics and decided not to compete. And that's a really big deal for her specifically. For something that comes around four years that you train for, for something to happen every four years... And then once you're there, just to decide, I'm not in the right mental state. I have to take care of myself. I can't do this without possibly physically hurting myself. That is a very brave thing to do. So I, I, I have to applaud her for that. It, not many people would. A lot of people, they always, you know, I think we're always taught that fight through it, make it happen. It's like, this is as adversity. But sometimes, is it really what's worth it? Because you look at some of these retired athletes that fought through it with adversity that are dealing with head trauma or physical ailments or emotional damage. And they're, you know, things that we don't see in the media anymore once they leave either the spotlight or the sport or whatever they're doing. Yeah, it is. I agree. I, I think it was a, a very, very brave series of moments. And I think that it's going to set the stage for bigger conversations and for a little more attention to be drawn towards important uh, aspects, especially of, of the sport of gymnastics. But I, but I do still, and I know that you and I maybe are on quite the same, the same line of the page with this. Sure. That's I, all right. I, I still do I want forgive to make you. a point to say that, I, you know, competition is competition. And just because somebody has an issue that has to do with mental health does not give them a pass, right? It's still a failure to win the competition. So I think it needs to be treated as both something very, very serious that shouldn't be shunned and booed and, and, and vilified, but also should be treated as, you know, you did not compete in that event. You stepped down, right? Yeah, but- Now, that's you can't compete later. Just just like, you know- Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but at the same time, okay, so we're, obviously we're talking about Simone Biles with the Olympics. I feel like that's where sure, we're going. Sure, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, sure. So in that sense, just quickly, we'll, we'll, we can hash at this a little bit. You know, for her to step down, it's, it's the same thing as like if an athlete were injured, and say, I can't do it, and 100%. step and step down. And that's so, all I'm saying. I, I think it should be treated, in terms of the sport, it should be treated exactly as that, and, right? And I, I think that as far as it, what she did, it was, it was just- I think so too. It's just- For the optics of it saying, there's nothing physically wrong with me, I'm just not mentally there. People look at it as like, oh my God, what's wrong with you? Like, we right. would and kill I, for this chance, and right? that's a problem. I do think that we should treat the mental health issues exactly as we would any other injury. The athlete is injured and needs time to heal, period, whatever it is. We don't usually get mad if somebody's running down the field and they're like, you know, Achilles. Oh, snaps. yeah, my groin. You know, I don't know why I went straight to groin, but. You've been watching too much Ted Lasso. It's like soccer. <laughs> oh, I pulled something in there. Oh, I fell over. I fell over again. I fell over again. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Anyway, we, I will say this, Simone, we love you. You know, we hope the best for you and look forward to seeing you compete again because you're amazing. But whatever you're doing and being an advocate for mental health, I say, keep going with that, uh, you know, follow your path. Uh, and anyone with mental health or that has issues with that, 
you know, just know that people hear you. For sure. You're, you're not alone. Um, and don't, I don't want anyone that with someone that feels like they have mental health issues to feel like that. And if you do, please reach out to, there's lots of places you can reach out to, but reach out to uh, your local community or talk to somebody and figure out, you know, who to call or to, you know, to help yourself, you know, taking care of our ourselves is just as important as helping take care of others. No doubt. One web search will give you a a litany of options. Yeah, absolutely. But a little shout out to Simone. We love you uh, being here from Texas. Yeah, Greater Houston area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that was just only the tip of the iceberg of things that happened. We could go on for hours about everything that happened. I didn't even want to touch on the Capitol thing that, you know, uh, that, you know, thing that happened a year ago. Um, (laughs) Yeah, sorry, sorry. Shh. We don't, uh, we don't bring that up. But let's move on to our second we segment. We don't use that word here. <laughs> we don't use that word here. Let's move on to our second segment here. Uh, a little bit of some, you know, if we can't laugh at ourselves, what good is it? And there were some really hilarious stories that happened. All right. So so set us up for this. I'm quite curious. The, okay. So the first one, uh, there was a Belgian farmer and he moved this stone. He was trying to get his tractor and by and there was this massive stone in the ground and so he decided he was going to move it and you know you're on a farm you're in the woods it's a rock right why wouldn't you think that would be common sense just to move it but apparently what he was moving he accidentally redrew belgian's borders by moving that stone this blows my mind it's it's the funniest thing in my opinion of the entire year because (laughs) Only in Europe, only in Europe could you actually redraw a country's border by accidentally moving a 300-pound rock. All right, that is, that is fascinating. I love it. You know, and so it was the border between Belgium and France is what it was, and, and it was upset there in 1820 was when that rock, and that's when, okay, so just, so France and Belgium literally set their borders in stone. So that's why these rocks. So there's there's not just one. I mean, there's rocks all over. Indeed. So but, so if you if you ever want to extend France's borderline or Belgium, we're not saying you should because it can cause an inter- international incident. But all you have to do is move a three hundred pound rock. GPS stopped working. <laughs> you know, I, it's, I like, <laughs> it's like it's like it's uh, like we're not in France anymore. Aha! We are now. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you, you go to France, you do that accent, you won't be in France very long no. either. <laughs> I, I will tell you this, though. I, I find two things fascinating about it. The first is, f- first of all, it wasn't like just a 300-pound rock that was sitting there. It was a labeled marker. That's true. So this dude, That's he looked true. at it, and he's like, eh, <laughs> fuck it. You know? Well, I mean, he's like, my tractor needs to get by. It, it's a rock. Let's move it. Okay. The second thing that I want to point out, and again, I knew nothing about this until just this evening, but mind blowing. He moved it just enough space that he thought to get his tractor through. He redrew the border by 10,000 square feet. Well, I mean, that's, that's legit. I mean, that's like, even with crayon, you got to redraw the map. You know, that is... We're a little outside the lines. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, why does France look odd? It's very <laughs> weird. It looks like Italy. <laughs> it's just like... And who owes the taxes on the land? I mean, it, it, it gets a little crazy, that, That's right? true. Well, and, and I think that's why it became like an international incident. They said that there was, you know, international authorities involved, but he had to put it back. 
So no, just, just, for, <laughs> just for everybody. But I think they found it more. I think in the article it said that it was more humorous to them than anything. But they did also say if he didn't put it back, there would be, you know, a war. minute international <laughs> <laughs> an international like incident like happening you Troops know are building <laughs> on the border they're just not sure where to stand is this our side is this our side i don't know they're sending in the drone oh i'm sorry i'm sorry sir i'm sorry sir we, we go back to our side <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, so I thought that was very humorous. That was something that happened this year. All right. So this other one was more, it was kind of funny because it worked in a sense that uh, when you bitch enough in the right ways, things can happen for you. And a 90 year old AT&T customer bought an ad in the Wall Street Journal to complain about his internet speeds. So let me just let me put this into perspective. the The ad cost ten thousand dollars. That was the how, that was how much the ad was. It was a ten thousand dollar ad. So there was this a guy that that put this massively overpriced ad to bitch at AT and T, and it worked. It, it really did. It worked. I think I know a few different people who would say, you know, hurrah, money well spent. <laughs> well done, sir. It was a quarter page advertisement. Well, sure. It's the journal. It's so, so it's yeah, very, yeah. very expensive. So if that gives you an idea of if you're thinking about taking an ad out for something in the journal, just know you're going to, I mean, you're going to spend 10 K. <laughs> Someone's granddaddy is like serious about his principles. Exactly. It's like, I don't care. I don't want to, I don't want to die with any money to my name. Let's just take an ad out. You know, <laughs> I'm not going to let them get away with this. Well, wow. Let me just tell you this, though. It, it kind of debunks the whole myth about people as they get older with the whole technology, how they stick to their old ways. This man wanted his internet. His his wife could not watch their streaming services without serious delays and pauses. So, yeah. I mean, you, Fair enough, you, Brian. you got somebody that really wanted to see some streaming. Brian, I'm pretty sure this old man's old ways were crazy then and they're crazy now. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out. I mean, I, I respect for his crazy. Believe me, it's my kind of crazy because that's totally something I would do. I know. And you can read that. You can read the whole ad. Yeah. We're not going to go through it. I and- would Xerox my ass first and like make that the picture on the ad. I, <laughs> that's how I would handle it. But I like this guy. I mean, he's on the right track. He, he just was needs, on the right track. He just needs some visuals. Well, it did say the very next day that the ad came out that the AT&T guys, two guys showed up at their door to install fiber optic lines. <laughs> Kudos to the old man for sticking to his guns, doing what, what makes him feel righteous. And I it mean, worked. I have to say this. If you had expendable income like that, would you, would you. If I were mad enough, Brian, I would take out a loan. <laughs> I was, uh, I was going a whole different direction, but that's good to know. Okay, so my last one, and, and there are so many things that happen, uh, you know, over the course of the year that are just, you know, funny. I mean, especially when you have access to the internet all the time. I mean, you, you get to see a lot more. <laughs> but I found this one, and I thought this was priceless. Okay, it was a drunk man reported missing in Turkey, joined his own search party for hours. This is my favorite by far. By far. <laughs> I mean, he he had a night out and apparently got drunk, wandered into the woods, passed out at a cabin or something, is, is, is what they said. Okay. His wife couldn't find him and freaked out, right? Because he just, he just didn't come home. 
which which with good reason, right? If if I didn't come home and I was supposed to, my wife would freak out too. But I've got questions. <laughs> I have so many questions. Okay, question number one. How was there enough time that this dude was passed out for a search party to be formed? I, well, okay, first of all, this was in Turkey, so things may operate a little differently there. Yeah, fucking search parties like boom, they're there. I mean, <laughs> he's like, like, they he's gone. Off. Let's go. Stakes. Hey, that's walking sticks. You know what? Hey, kudos for those that care about that man. That's right. That's you what, know, who, apparently, kudos for the Turkish people who are legit serious about I, getting out right? there and finding missing people. <laughs> I know, right? It's like, like no one's missing on our watch. They have a special app. It buzzes <laughs> like shit. Another one. They all get up. <laughs> Put it's on like the search party clothes. It's like their own know? police scanner. They're like missing. It's like, oh shit, we gotta go. Reflective vests, you know, and they're they're out there. Well, okay, so I mean, I guess he could have wandered, and this is my theory with it because it didn't go into great detail of his disappearance. But he could have wandered away for hours prior to passing out. I don't think he passed out for hours, but I think he, you know, got drunk as they said, and then wandered off. Yeah, and I'm, follow, was just, I'm following that logic. I like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and so then then when he just, you know, oh, here's a here's a warm bed, and then was out. Because, you know, I've had a buddy of mine, his brother, actually got drunk one night and wandered into what he thought was his house to pass out. Got inside. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The door was open. Oh, wow. So, like, just walked in. So many people have fault in this one. <laughs> so, yes, that's true. So, I've got multiple <laughs> fingers to point for so, this problem. So, wanders, wanders in and just passes out on the couch. Doesn't do anything malicious or anything like that. But you, Thank goodness. But, but you can imagine, you know, the woman that wakes up that comes out and sees a strange man lying on her couch in her living room, you know, freaks out, calls the cops, he goes to jail. Well, I mean, fair. You know, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Fair so, outcome. But so <laughs> it was. It wasn't like, you can't really argue that, right? Yeah. No one's defunding the police <laughs> over this one. No, no, exactly, right? But at the same time, when you get drunk at, at certain situations and you think that you're putting yourself drunkenly in a safe, or sorry, in a safe spot, some weird outcomes can happen. And I think that I think that that's what happened with this guy so, that, okay, that's so, where i'm so he, so he so he's blacked out under a rock somewhere he wakes up sees flashlights vest like, no 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 no, no. What, what what the story said was he start like he woke up and decides to start wandering back oh and he just wanders into this group of people which happens to be the search party and so he just, it's just a logic. He just starts following them. You know, it's like, he's like, well, they're going to end up somewhere. So I'm just going to go. Brian Chambers, this is my favorite story of the entire year. It's so good. It's straight out of a Wes Anderson film, right? So he's just looking with them. Oh, someone's missing. Okay. You know. No, they actually said in the article, they said. a lantern. He, he was confused when they started calling his name. You think so, he joined in first? No, I well Bob, that, that's yeah, debatable. Bob, wait, <laughs> wait, 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 I'm, I'm Bob. Bob. Yeah. <laughs> he could have. He could have. I now they, they don't say that he did, but they say that he did try to tell them <laughs> that he was them, and they didn't believe it, apparently. They they just were oh, that's hysterical. You, you know, like, like no, I am <laughs> that's that's Bob. me. That's me. Yeah, yeah, right, buddy. Yeah, right, no, right. Bob. No, no, really. <laughs> no, 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 that's I'm me. the Bob. Yeah, it wasn't verified until his buddies, like until they got back to where his, his buddies that, that lost him found him. And it Dude. all I mean, everyone, you know, that's a lot of manpower. And I'm so glad they found that humorous. Truly, truly, that is a fantastic story. Do, do you think 
what do you think was that moment? Like, how do, how do you picture, you're an actor, how do you picture that moment when he realized he's the dude they're looking for? That must have been the most hilarious, cathartic, oh shit. How long do you think he waited? I, I don't like think he waited long, personally. I, I think he really tried to tell them. You think he blurted out? I, I think like, he, wait, guys, yeah, stop, stop. Yeah, I think he tried, and they, they just thought he was just trying to be funny. <laughs> you know? How bad do you have to be to be one of the search party people just to be like, oh shit. Like, when you get finally get back, you're like, oh, we had him all along. Or, or do you claim credit? Do you just be like, you're like, we found him. He's right here. Hero. Boom. Yeah, Mic drop. He just grabbed my up. You think? I mean, come I'd be on, man. Bob. I'm like, all right, Bob, you're going to play along with this. Yeah. No We've one needs to know. Hours. No one needs to know. It's cold. <laughs> I haven't had my Turkish coffee yet. Have you had Turkish coffee, by the way? Holy I crap. love Turkish coffee, Dude, actually. Dude, makes Vietnamese coffee look weak. Man. It'll, it'll mess you up. That's why they search so, for so many people so quickly. <laughs> So there was a lot of other things, obviously, that happened over 2021, but those were just some stories that we thought were hilarious, and it's good to laugh at that. Neighbors Don't Knock is produced by CNG Communications. CNG specializes in small batch voiceover and video production for commercial media, podcasting, radio, and more. They combine years of experience in acting, podcasting, and sales to offer big media products at small business prices. To learn more... Visit our Facebook page or email us directly at admin at neighborsdontknock.com. And now back to the show. Okay, so I know we laugh a lot about what happened over the the year of 2021, and we are in 2022, which I'm happy to be in 2022. Like, I think most people really feel like, but you know what? There's always something, I, I just want to put this out there, there's usually always something to be happy about each year. Whether it's something small or something big, I feel like you can take something from every year. Well, fair enough. I've got quite a lot to be grateful for in 2021, so I'm with you on that one. I got you, man. Aw, dude. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I got my wife too, but I mean, I got you. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but on a, a little bit more of a, I don't want to say a sadder note, but more of a reflective note, I should say. There was a lot of people, every year we say goodbye to so many people, whether it's in our personal lives or iconic people within our society, or there was just so many people that we lost this year that have shaped like different aspects of what we do today for years to come. And you know, the, 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 a lot of the people we lost this year, they were of long life. They had lived a long life, which we were so blessed to have them for that long and to help shape our, our communities and what we do in society. I, I think it was more, it feels more of a blessing than something of a sad note. Yeah, I hear you. There were a few on the list that, are, that were way, way too short-lived, but I think you're right. For the most part, a lot of the sort of big name celebrities and politically influential people and judicially influential people that we that we lost this past year lived truly, truly long lives. Yeah, it's they, really remarkable. They did. And and I'm gonna go briefly through a couple, and this is just the tip of the iceberg. But Hank Aaron, you know, he was 87, 715 career home runs, you know, he surpassed Babe Ruth's 33 year record. 
great, great man, uh, wonderful advocate, you know, African-American that played baseball, broke, you know, wasn't Jackie Robinson, but broke barriers himself in so many ways. Uh, Ed Asner was 91, uh, known for his Emmy-winning performance as Lou Grant in the Mary Tyler Moore show. That's how I, I, it rings true to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right? I, I mean, you th I think that's what most people think of him. It's amazing. Um, and I'm going to say right now, Betty White was 99. It, it's heartbreaking, heartbreaking. She was so close to 100, too. I know. They all are heartbreaking. I know. Yeah, she's, Very heartbreaking. She's one of those, uh, everyone loves her kind of characters. Yeah, I know. I, I Mary Tyler Moore, Golden Girls, you know, and I guess more recently, uh, you know, Hot in Cleveland, you know, she she resurged uh, that show. But The William Shatner Rose. Yeah, exactly. Rose. Right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but Betty, we we love you. And in fact, one of our past guests, uh, you know, Edward Sanchez, go listen to that episode. You know, he did makeup for her and, and she- Yeah, knew her quite well. Quite, quite well and had a great story. So check that out. Um, you know, Dustin Diamond, you know, a lot of people might not put him on the on the list as to remember, but I was such a big Say by the Bell fan. And, you know, he unfortunately died at 44 due to cancer. Like crazy young. Yeah. You know, so it was crazy young to see him go. DMX, you know. Also uh, crazy young. R&B right? and rapper at 50, died of a heart attack. You know, sad to see him go. Uh, he was very iconic. Uh, in the music industry, Richard Donner was one at 91. And, and I know a lot of people don't know Richard Donner, but I wanted to put him on my list. He was the director and he was a director and, and, um, for very famous films, including Superman, the original, the original Superman, 1978, yeah. um, as well as the Goonies. So all you eighties, eighties babies, boom, 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 the Goonies. Uh, but he also was a uh, director of the Lethal Weapon franchise as well. The whole thing, right? All yeah, them, yeah. 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 I mean, that's just, again, he did so many more movies and things like that, but those were very big, um, iconic films that people can relate to. Um, I, no introduction or no need to explain Larry King. Oh, amazing. Uh, amazing guy. Uh, he was 87. Yeah. He was 87. We were talking so. about amazing journalists earlier. I mean, you talk about somebody who can interview somebody. Yeah. Man, absolutely. What a joy it was. And he was him. doing what he loved. So, uh, you know, we, we were blessed to have Larry King uh, in our lives. You know, uh, Cloris Leachman, uh, she was 94, best known, especially on the Mary Tyler Moore show and Malcolm in the Middle. And she was also Mel Brooks movies. She did Mel Brooks movies. And you might know her from uh, the Frau Blücher <laughs> in Young Frankenstein. What a great role. I know. She was fantastic. It was just kind of sad to see her go. A lot of people from that era in the Mary Tyler Moore, you know, uh, this past year. Yeah. You know? Um, also, uh, John Madden at 85. Iconic uh, sports coach as well as broadcaster. And there are still people that broadcast today based on things of how he shaped that world. So it's just, it's great. Yeah. You know, amazing. I knew nothing about football uh, we, as we've long established. Yeah. Our, yeah, yeah. Our viewers. But you know who John Madden is. Exactly. Who John exactly. Madden is, sure. And that's crazy. And you know, on top of that, not only did he shape the broadcasting and sports world as a coach, as a broadcaster, but the gaming world, like you look at like kids John today, football yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. a video game that p kids might not even know who he was and that he just passed away, but they know Madden football video games. Yeah. So, uh, Prince Philip, Again, at 99, uh, the royal family, we talked about the royal family. It's it, He was, and I, I think for him, dying and being almost 100 years old, he was involved in so many historical things. You can't really dig up dirt on that guy. He was legitimately- I mean, everyone had their own, everyone had their faults. 
of course, right? But, but but he was legitimately involved in so many humanitarian efforts and and incredible organizations trying to just help people of the world with his influence. Yeah, pretty impressive gentleman. Very 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 impressive. Um, Christopher Plummer. Oh, you know, Sound of Music, the Von Trapp family. Fine, you know, the, the the head of the family is is no longer here. Wonderful wonderful man. Breaks my heart. Um, this is a big one, especially for me in the musical theater. Uh, world, Stephen Sondheim dying. That's a huge icon. It was very sad to lose him. Um, Charlie Watts, speaking of more music, the drummer of the Rolling Stones. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, we lost him too early, I, I feel. Uh, Joanne Rogers was at 92. Mr. Rogers' wife. Um, also, uh, Cicely Tyson, 96. She inspired generations of African-American actors. Uh, model and actress and film and theater and television, uh, you know, personality, wonderful, wonderful person. And, you know, Colin Powell, you know, someone in our, in our government, in the military, you know, big staple, you know, to lose him. Yeah. He was a pretty incredible man. I think he went 84, 85 years old, somewhere in there. And, um, 80, 84, I believe, I believe he was born in 37. And that was, a uh, talk about somebody who just Truly, truly, no matter what your political beliefs, you know, he dedicated his life to service. Yeah, and public service is, is, is no joke when you have to deal. go in that arena. And, and you know, we do want to give, uh, uh, you know, some love and, some, and, and shout out to all of you, you know, watching and listening. Uh, you know, we hope that if you've lost somebody this year, you know, especially due to COVID or anything other, you know, related than COVID, we, our hearts go out to you because there was a spike this year as well in yeah, people terrible. with COVID related deaths. And so we encourage you from here at Neighbors Don't Knock, get vaccinated, get boosted. Uh, we're very big advocates for that. We, we, we truly believe in it, you know, you know, take care of yourself and your neighbors. To everyone we lost? Yeah. To science? Cheers. Cheers. Absolutely. Um, that being said, we are going to move on to a little bit more of a lighthearted note. So we just want to, you know, remember all those that, that passed, but you know, as we move into 2022, it's a new year, right? So like every year that starts, we don't want to think of it as a dumpster fire right off the bat, right? Let's it's, hope not. it's always like, all right, it's the new year. Let's this start. is my year, the year of Brian. Right. Let's start it off. Right. That's right. Okay. So do you have any resolutions or anything that you are maybe thinking about? I need to do better with this year or maybe something you're hoping for. Honestly, I, I don't have resolutions this year. I just hope that people find a way to judge each other a little less harshly. I, I think it's been I'm kind of really glad you said no resolutions because I think resolutions are, are kind of, oh, I understand the tradition with them, but I think they don't last more than two weeks. I tend to fall on the short end of the statistic as well. Yeah, I, I think that uh, resolutions tend to tend to falter. So uh, honestly, I, I just think that people need to just back off a little bit. Stop being so freaking edgy. Let's just take some time, have a conversation, stop judging each other so harshly. Yeah, uh, but that brings us you? to our neighborly advice. Ooh, ooh. that's <laughs> right. a resolution. There you go, to give more neighborly advice. Ooh, that's a good one. I like that. And uh, we're going to start right now uh, by giving some neighborly advice to you guys. And we're going to say resolve conflict through appreciation. Okay, as long as you recognize that we all struggle sometimes, okay, you can justify cutting others a little bit of slack. See, we're on the same page. So by just giving a little bit, of kindness or encouragement, 
Yeah, maybe we can lift each other up a little a, bit. A little once. bit more. Yeah, and and I think that nice. should be an ongoing thing, but I don't think we've ever said it out loud here on Neighbors Don't Knock. It might be true. I agree. So I, well, it's I, high time, by it, golly. It's high time. Absolutely. I, I think that that needs to be high time. Um, but that that's, man, that's all I got. I, I think that we've rolled into 2022 pretty nicely. I think so too, Brian. It's really, really good to see you. I do want to uh, say to our listeners, though, this season we have an incredibly um, varying diverse slate. Yeah, hugely diverse. Set, I think this set is of guests. Be yeah, our most diverse season yet of guests. I'm so excited! It excites me, and and of course, all of our past guests listening right now or watching, you guys always have an open invitation. Just make sure you hit us up. Um, Our door is always open. Yeah, exactly. But I agree with you. It is a very diverse group of guests, and I can't wait to dive into it. I mean, from, you know, stuntmen and authors and, you know, we have... Don't give away too much. I don't want to give away too much. You're right. You're right. We have a lot. We have so many. I, I just... Yeah, it, it, I'm, I'm like on the edge of my seat. I, you, thank you for catching you know, me on that. Ooh, there you go again. I, I know. Right? getting all excited. <laughs> I do. I always get excited. Woo-hoo. It's like I have a spring because I'm bouncy, bouncy, bouncy. There you go. And if you don't know that episode, go listen to our Tigger episode, our Be a Good Neighbor. Indeed. And you can find us anywhere you can download your podcast. Find us on YouTube. If you have any questions at all, drop us an email at admin at neighborsofnot.com. Find us on social media. We're everywhere. That's right. Check out our YouTube uh, channel. Subscribe, baby. Subscribe to that YouTube channel as well as the podcast. You gonna do it? You smash the like button? Uh, no. Well, new episodes every Friday, though. Bam. All right. Peace. Out.